Today we're continuing in our message series, Need Direction. And we're learning how to receive direction and learning how to receive guidance from God for our lives. Let's just review as we get started this morning, what are some of the key ways that we receive direction from God? Number one, the first and foremost important means of direction is God's Word. We read God's Word, we understand the principles that God teaches us in His Word. We look at the examples of people who, uh, whose stories are written about in the Word of God. And those stories tell us how God interacts with people, tells us things that are good to do and things that are not so good to do. And so we learn from God's Word. And those principles and examples should inform the decisions that we make in life. That's the foundation, or that's the bedrock of our, of our direction and guidance. The second means of guidance is the Holy Spirit and prayer. Sometimes, oftentimes, we think of prayer as simply asking God to do something. Say, God, I need this. Please deliver it ASAP. Yesterday would be good. We have needs. We ask God for things. But prayer is meant to be a two-way communication. And the way that God communicates with us in prayer is through the Holy Spirit. We pray to God, and God communicates to us through His Holy Spirit. Last Sunday, we talked about the importance of prayer uh, in guidance, and today we're going to concentrate on the, the uh, ministry of the Holy Spirit. The third means of guidance is godly counsel, and we talked about that several weeks ago. It's, it's um, listening to the counsel of other believers in your life when you have an important decision to make. It's important to run it past other people and see what kind of input they have, and they can also pray for you. The last means of guidance is simply the circumstances of the situation. You know, what, what are the possibilities? Now, that's the least important means of guidance. It's important, but it's least important because often God calls us to step out in faith and to do something that doesn't always make sense by the circumstances. Uh, but it's important to keep those in mind as well. And so today we're going to become more familiar with the Holy Spirit through the teaching of Jesus. And I've entitled today's message, The Spirit's Whisper, talking about how we can hear the voice of the Spirit, how we can hear the Spirit's whisper and receive guidance from God. So let's uh, start off with a short video on the Holy Spirit to get us thinking about who He is. The Holy Spirit, He's a person. It's not a force. He's not an it. He's a person. He was present at creation. He's promised in the Old Testament, described by Jesus, he indwells every believer. And he's with us this morning. God, by his Spirit, is with us. And yet many believers have difficulty in hearing what the Spirit has to say. Now, if you listen real closely to that video, could you hear in the background the whisper of the Spirit? Anybody hear it? A few people. That, actually, the words of Scripture were being whispered in the background. I had to hear it three times before I actually noticed that that was going on. And part of the reason we have difficulty hearing what the Spirit has to say is that the Spirit often speaks in a whisper. And it's hard to hear a whisper unless you're in a quiet place. Now, if there's a lot of noise going on, a lot of other voices, it's hard to hear what the Spirit is saying. Let's read an account of the Spirit of the Lord speaking to Elijah the prophet in 1 Kings chapter 19. It says, Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. 
And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Underline those words, gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, Where are, what are you doing here, Elijah? And so God's Spirit spoke to Elijah in this gentle whisper. He wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the fire, but he came in a gentle, quiet whisper. Other voices can drown out the whisper of the Spirit. And that's why many people find it difficult to hear what the Spirit is saying. Your own thoughts can drown out the Spirit's whisper. Anybody else have a voice in your head where you talk to yourself? It's only me. That voice can be pretty loud sometimes. It can drown out the whisper of the Spirit. The voices of other people, whether people talking to us or the voices that we hear in the media and its various forms these days can drown out the whisper of the Spirit. The voice of our enemy, the voice of Satan and his demonic uh, servants can drown out the whisper of the Spirit. Anybody here ever tempted to do or think something wrong? The three of us. That's not from the Lord. It's from the enemy. That's where temptations come from. And those voices can drown out the Spirit's whisper. And so each of us hears these four kinds of voices. I believe each and every day, whether we recognize it or not. If we're believers, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. He's whispering to us. Every day we hear the sound of our own voice. We hear the voice of other people and we hear the voice of Satan. And God wants to teach us this morning to discern the Spirit's whisper, to be able to tell the difference between these voices and hear what God is saying to us. Hebrews 5.14, and these verses are written out in the white page in the middle of your bulletin. I encourage you to follow along there. It says, But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And so God wants us as believers to be trained to be able to distinguish good from evil. And that applies to guidance. And God wants us to distinguish or discern the voice of the Spirit, the good voice, from the evil voices that are speaking to us and giving us bad information or bad direction. And so today we want to learn from Jesus himself how to better listen to and hear the Spirit's whisper. Now, hearing the Spirit's whisper begins with loving and obeying Jesus. Our passage begins in John chapter 14, verse 15, where Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. You say, what does this have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, apparently it has everything to do with the Holy Spirit because in this passage, Jesus repeats this verse this truth four times that if you love me, you're going to keep my commands. He repeats it in verse 15, verse 21, verse 23 and verse 24. And it's all in connection with his teaching on the Holy Spirit. And so it must be very important. And in verse 15, Jesus states the principle positively. If somebody truly loves Jesus, then that person who truly loves Jesus will 
obey his commands. The two go hand in hand. In verse 24, Jesus gives the principle in the opposite sense. He says, those that do not love me will not keep my commands. And so if you love Jesus, you keep his commands. If you don't love Jesus, you won't keep his commands. And that's one way we can identify who is a true believer. Who is, is, it, who is it that truly loves Jesus? Those who say they love Jesus, you can say you love Jesus. But if you don't obey him, then your words really aren't true. And you're not uh, a believer in Jesus Christ. And so the rest of Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit that we're going to look at this morning, it applies to those who love and obey Jesus. And that's his disciples, that's his followers, that's believers in Jesus Christ. Those who love Jesus will receive the Holy Spirit as their counselor. Verse 16, Jesus goes on to say in the next verse, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Now, if you were here last Sunday, you remember in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, Jesus commanded his followers to ask the Father to give them the Holy Spirit. And here Jesus promises that he in turn will ask the Father to give believers the Holy Spirit. He refers to the Holy Spirit as another counselor. So it seems there are two counselors, right? If there's another counselor coming, who's the first counselor? Well, the counselor was Jesus himself. He spent three years with his disciples counseling them, training them, giving them guidance, speaking to them, praying with them, praying for them. But Jesus, in John chapter 14, is preparing his disciples for his departure. He's telling them, I'm going to die. I'm going to be raised from the dead, and I'm going to ascend into heaven, and I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm not going to see you every day. I'm not going to be able to speak directly to you. I'm not going to be able to counsel you. But another counselor is coming, the Holy Spirit. The Greek word for counselor is parakletos, and it's, it's a difficult word to translate. If you look at different translations, they don't all say counselor. They say different things. It can be translated as counselor or strengthener or comforter or advisor or helper or advocate or intercessor or ally or friend. You kind of get the the semantic domain of the word, it, it's a large, it has a large uh, amount of meanings. But let's just go with counselor for today. He's somebody who gives us counsel in life. He's somebody who gives us direction, who gives us guidance, who helps us make decisions. And when Jesus says that the world cannot accept the Spirit, he means that the Holy Spirit is only available to believers who are those who love and obey Jesus. The Spirit is the Spirit of truth. He speaks the truth. Satan is the father of lies. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. They're diametrical opposites. And everything we hear from the Spirit is the truth. He gives us the guidance we need to live. And so Jesus instructs us to, to accept, to receive the counselor, to acknowledge that he lives in, in us because we are to believe that the Spirit lives in us. Verse 17, he says, but you know Him, speaking of the Holy Spirit, for He lives with you and will be in you. And so Jesus is saying, although the, the world cannot know the Holy Spirit, you as my followers, you as believers, you 
know who the Holy Spirit is. Now at the time that Jesus was speaking to his disciples, he, he said that the Spirit is living with you, but he's not yet in you. And so there was a distinction between how the Holy Spirit operated in people before and after Jesus' death and resurrection. In John chapter 14, it's before he died. And so the Spirit was living with them, but he was not yet indwelling them in the sense that he would after Jesus rose from the dead. And so the impartation of the Spirit to live inside believers was given not at Pentecost, as many believe, but before that in John chapter 20, verse 21. And in John chapter 20, this is after Jesus has died, he has been resurrected, and he's appearing to the, his disciples. And Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And so the disciples have a task to do to reach the world for Jesus. God sent him that the lost might be saved. Now he sent his disciples to reach out. And he says, And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And from that point on, which really was the true birth of the church, that was after Jesus' resurrection, before his ascension into heaven, the Holy Spirit then indwelt or lived within every believer. Now at Pentecost, the Spirit was made available to every believer to empower them through the, through the baptism in the Holy Spirit to carry out Jesus' mission. This empowerment was not automatic. It came to those who sought it, who prayed for it, who asked for it. But that's a topic for another message. But today we're speaking of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that, that happens at the point of salvation for every believer. The Spirit comes to live inside each and every believer. And so if you're a believer this morning, if you love and obey Jesus, then the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And since the Holy Spirit indwells us, we can understand that Jesus comes to us by the Spirit in verse 18, Jesus says to his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. On that day, you will realize that I'm in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Now, his disciples were worrying. They were fearful. They were afraid because the one they'd been following for three years, each and every day, had announced he was going to die. He was going to leave them. And so Jesus was reassuring them that although he was going to go away to heaven, he wouldn't leave them alone. After the resurrection and ascension, Jesus himself would remain in heaven, and yet he would come to his disciples. He would come to all believers. He would come to you and I through the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. And so Jesus does live in our hearts, but he lives in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, through the Spirit of God that indwells us. And these promises that Jesus is describing to his disciples apply to each and every believer down through the ages, including us. So how is the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? How is it important with respect to receiving guidance from God? That's what we're talking about in this message. Our sensitivity to hearing the Spirit's whisper is dependent on on our love and obedience to Jesus. Let me say that again. Our sensitivity to hearing the whisper of the Spirit is dependent on our love and obedience to Jesus. 
when we're loving and obeying Jesus, then our relationship with God is strong. We're communicating with him and he's communicating with us. But when we're not loving or obeying Jesus, and what does that mean when we sin, right? Sin is disobedience to Jesus' commands. When we sin, our relationship with God, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is affected. And we cannot hear the Spirit's whisper. In fact, the Bible tells us that if we, if we uh, keep sin in our hearts, if we don't repent, then God doesn't even hear our prayers. And so not only we not hear God, but God doesn't even listen to what we're saying. And so the Bible speaks of this as quenching or grieving the Holy Spirit. We're commanded in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, do not quench the Spirit. And we quench the Spirit when we sin. And at that time, we're not able to hear what the Spirit is saying to us. We're not able to hear His direction. We quench the Spirit when we don't listen to His voice sometimes. When we listen to other voices and follow their direction rather than the Spirit's direction, we quench the Spirit. If we're not going to listen to Him, we're not going to be able to hear Him. Now, how do we get over that? Well, we repent. We turn away from our sin. We ask Jesus to forgive us. We get back on track with God in loving and obeying Jesus. So if you can't hear the Spirit's voice, the problem is not with the Spirit. The problem is with us. And we need to make sure we're loving and obeying Jesus. We've dealt with any unrepentant sin in our lives. And we can begin to hear the Spirit speaking through His whisper to us. Now let's talk about how do we hear the Spirit's whisper and what is He saying to us. We can receive direction from the Holy Spirit Let's jump down to verse 25. Jesus says, All this I have spoken while still with you. Again, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's instructing them what's going to happen, how they should live their lives after he goes up to heaven when he's no longer with them. And we're in the same boat right now that the disciples were going to be after Jesus ascended to heaven. Jesus is not with us physically. He's with us only through his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can teach us everything. Verse 26, Jesus tells his disciples, but the Holy Spirit, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. So in place of Jesus directly teaching his disciples, he's going to send the Holy Spirit to teach, continue to teach his disciples and us, every believer down through the ages, the Holy Spirit has come for us to teach us all things. Now, what does all things mean? Well, it means that he's going to teach us everything we need to know to carry out his plan and purpose for our lives. And he's going to use all kinds of means to do that. Some of it is directly through his whisper. Other times it's through listening to other people, going to school, all kinds of things. He's going to teach us everything we need to know to carry out his plan and purpose for our lives. Does the Holy Spirit tell us everything we might want to know? No, he doesn't. We have all kinds of crazy questions sometimes. And we'd like to know this, and we'd like to know that, and what would happen if this happened, and what's going to happen tomorrow, and, you know, all these things. And 
The Holy Spirit isn't promised to tell us everything we might want to know. Uh, he's going to tell us everything we need to know. If you look at Jesus, people ask him a lot of questions in the Gospels. And the interesting thing is he did not answer every question. He ignored a lot of questions. He just didn't answer them. He said, you don't really, I'm Terry's thinking, you don't need to know that. Here's what you need to know. And then he told them what they needed to know. And so God doesn't answer every question we might have. He answers the questions that we really need to have answered. And so the Holy Spirit will teach us everything we need to know to follow Jesus. The Spirit will remind you of God's word. Verse 26, he says, And the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I have said to you. So Jesus taught his disciples a lot of things during three years. If you're with somebody for three years, night and day, there was a lot of teaching that Jesus gave to them. And they didn't have video back then. They didn't have any kind of recording devices. How would they possibly remember everything that Jesus taught them? And Jesus gives the answer. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of my words. In fact, the Holy Spirit reminded and inspired a number of the disciples to write what Jesus taught them down. And that's where we get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. As the Holy Spirit reminded them of the important things that Jesus told them, they wrote it down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and we have Jesus' words in those four Gospels. And so Jesus' words are the Word of God, but they're no more the Word of God than the rest of the Bible. And so the Old Testament, Jesus taught as being authoritative. The rest of the New Testament, after the Gospel, the apostles uh, spoke of as authoritative, and it's all the Word of God. And so the Holy Spirit, speaking of us today, will remind us of things that we've read in God's Word that will apply to our situation at hand. Now, in order to be reminded of something, what has to happen first? You have to learn it first. If you've never read the Bible, if you have not a clue what's in it, you can't be reminded of it. And so our job is to learn God's word first. There's one book that you are required by God to master in life. Just one book. When people go to college and you have all kinds of textbooks, right? You go to, you know, you have five courses a semester and you have one or two textbooks every course and you do that for four years. That's a lot of books. People study and study, but as a believer, there's one book you have to master. The Bible. And to do that, you need to read and study God's word each and every day. And if you do that, God here promises, Jesus promises that through the Holy Spirit, he's going to remind you at the appropriate time and the appropriate circumstance what he said to you and how it applies to your situation. The Holy Spirit will remind you of God's word. And finally, the Holy Spirit will give you peace. It says in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so at the very close of this passage on the Holy Spirit, the, the Lord Jesus Christ speaks of leaving peace to his disciples, of leaving peace for his followers. And this peace comes through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will continue to give believers peace in their hearts even after Jesus was gone. You see, the temptation for the disciples would be to be troubled, to be afraid. What are we going to do after Jesus is, 
has left us. But Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you peace. This peace is going to drive out worry. This peace is going to drive out fear. This peace is going to calm your troubled hearts. And God wants our hearts to be filled with the peace of the Holy Spirit as well. And the peace of the Holy Spirit is very important as we learn to discern the Spirit's whisper and as we learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us as we read God's Word for ourselves. The Holy Spirit teaches us as we talk about and study God's Word together in a life group with other believers. The Holy Spirit teaches us as we listen to the pastor's message. The Holy Spirit teaches us in many other ways, but those are three important ways. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us in that way, if we really pay attention, then the Holy Spirit will remind us of those things of what we've learned in times of decision. We come to a decision point and the Holy Spirit, remember, I said this in my word, or you read this, or somebody spoke to you of this about my word, and this is going to help you in making this decision. The Holy Spirit can also help us in distinguishing between different voices, and we compare the voices with what we've learned from God's word. And if what a voice says doesn't agree with God's word, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's not from God. When we need specific guidance that the Bible doesn't address, and we've talked about this before, the Bible isn't going to tell you whether to take job A or B. It's not going to tell you if you should marry person C or D. It's not going to tell you a lot of very specific things. Now, there's principles that may tell you you shouldn't take this job and you should take this one or but sometimes the principles don't tell us. And when we need specific guidance that the Bible doesn't address, the peace of the Holy Spirit becomes very, very important. Some of these things are a little difficult to articulate, to put into words. But as you walk with God, you'll learn how to discern the peace of God in your heart. When you're comparing various voices or counsel or you have decisions to make, and you, you consider this one and this one and this one, the Holy Spirit will often give you a, a peace about a certain direction. And you won't have peace about the other ones. And that peace can help guide your decisions. Because if you are being pushed and pulled to make a decision and you don't have peace about it, don't do it. That's almost certainly not of God. Because God gives us peace as we're walking with Him. And He guides us along His pathway through the peace of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so this peace of the Holy Spirit, it guards us. It protects us. We want to stay in that peace. We don't want to be full of worry. We don't want to be full of fear. We want, don't want to feel compelled we have to do something. The peace of the Holy Spirit will guide us. It will protect us from listening to the wrong voice or making the wrong decision. And so the Spirit's whisper can give us direction that we need in life. Today we've been talking about listening to the Spirit's whisper begins with the foundation of loving and obeying Jesus as a believer. 
The Spirit lives in every believer as our counselor. And we need to become more aware of this in our minds each and every day. I have a counselor who lives inside of me. You know, so, so many people need counselors. And it's good. We need godly counsel from other people. But first and foremost, we need the, the most important counselor who lives right inside of us. And he can speak to us and give us counsel and teach us everything we need to know in life. He'll remind us what he's taught us in God's word and how it applies to our situation. And when you're walking in God's will, you're going to experience the Spirit's peace. If your heart is all troubled and if it's all worried, and you better get back in touch with God because something's out of kilter. God wants us to walk in peace. And through the Spirit's whisper, He will guide us. The Holy Spirit will guide us in God's perfect plan and perfect path for our lives. Now having the Holy Spirit in your life, it begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. All these things we talked about this morning are true only for believers. Now, if you're not a believer here this morning, the Holy Spirit will still speak to you, but he'll convict you of sin. He'll convict you of not believing in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, if you're not sure that you know Jesus, we're going to pray a simple prayer in which you give your life to him, in which you admit that you've sinned. You're just simply going your own way in life, not listening to the Spirit. Believe that Jesus died on the cross to forgive you. He's alive today and committing your life to following him as your Lord. So let's bow our heads right now. We're going to pray a simple prayer. If you're not sure that you can hear the Spirit's voice, if you're not sure you're a believer, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. If you want to recommit your life to him, if there's sin has got into your life and you, it's drowned out, the, the whisper of the Spirit, then just pray this prayer again and repent. Ask God to forgive you. Say something like this. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned. I've followed voices other than the voice of your Holy Spirit. I've, I've done what I've wanted to do, not what you wanted me to do. I've done wrong things. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross, that my sins might be forgiven, and that he rose from the dead and lives today. Come into my life. I commit myself to following Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And to listening to his Spirit's voice. And for those of us who are believers, let's, let's pray that God would help us. Father, we thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. Help us to grow in loving and obeying Jesus. We pray, God, that the Spirit is our counselor. We have our own counselor who counsels us from God, who is God. Help us to grow in listening to the Spirit's whisper. Thank you that he's always speaking to us. God, forgive us for not listening to the Spirit, for grieving and quenching the Spirit. And this morning, God, give us ears to hear everything that the Spirit says to us. May we be faithful in learning from the Spirit as he teaches us from your word and as he reminds us of the things that we've learned. God, we pray that the peace of the Spirit would 
indwell and fill every heart here, that we would learn to discern the Spirit's peace as we make decisions. We pray that that peace would guard our hearts, God. We pray that each one in this church would walk in your will and would walk in your blessing. And we pray that this church would reach many more people for Jesus in the coming weeks and months. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.